Hi, and welcome to the Women in Jazz Media podcast in conversation with. I'm normally your host, Ashani White, but today I'm going to pass you over to a lovely member of the Women in Jazz Media team, Wendy Kirkland, with her eye opening interview with the creators of The F List. Enjoy. I'm delighted to welcome two very special guests, Vic Bain and Amy Pierce. Welcome and hello. 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 Hi, it's lovely to meet you both. We've got so many questions for you. So, um, first off, we wanted to talk to you about how it all started, really. Um, so, Vic, you, you cre- created the incredible F-List directory, um, which is a hugely groundbreaking initiative. And, you know, it's about time that happened, really, isn't it? Um, I, I found out about it, I think, through a, a social media post from somebody else. And I, was, I got so excited about it. And I thought, oh, I contacted you and thought, you know, let's let's all get on this list. Um, but... I mean, I'd just like to know a little bit more about how that came about. Was it was it after your report? Uh, you, you wrote a report counting the music industry. Is that right? Exactly. So, so that report um, was a six-month research project I did in, in 2019. I took it upon myself to do what I call a gender audit of over 300 UK record labels and music publishing companies. Um, having worked with songwriters and composers, I wasn't surprised by the percentage of women who were uh, writers and uh, composers. So I found that only 14% of, of, of rosters, writer rosters, were, were female. But I think what really surprised and shocked me um, was the low percentage of, of women signed uh, as artists to record labels, and that was just under 20%. So that was an overall statistic. Um, in fact, uh, for jazz labels, it was even it was even worse. I think it was 10, 10 or eleven percent wow. um, of those uh, artists signed signed to the jazz labels I, look, I, I looked at were, were female, which sort of really mirrored uh, conversations I'd had for many many years from uh, from women I knew in the in in the, in the UK jazz scene. Uh, but I had I had all of that information about 18,000 musicians, so about 12,000 writers, and uh, on spreadsheets you know, as part of my, my, my research process. And um, in early 2020, I thought, well, why don't I just extract all of the women from, from, that, um, from that research and, and I'll publish it as a Google spreadsheet. So um, this this sort of came about really because once again, we had all of the festival poster lineups doing the rounds on social media with all of the, all of the male names stripped out of them. And, you know, one or two women languishing at the bottom of the bottom of the posters. So I thought if I just publish, you know, I've got thousands of women, you know, who are, who are, who are, uh, signed to labels and publishers so that you know they, they, they there's some sort of quality standard there um and I'll just yeah I'll just make that a, a, a free google spreadsheet so that was the sort of the start of the the process last February great idea I mean um I, I remember seeing the, the the spreadsheet and thinking you know this is amazing you know it's it's uh quite telling really how um there's so many women on this list Yet that percentage is so low. Um, that's been, you know, I, I suppose it was it would it would be people who um would have been considered for bookings at festivals and 
other venues exactly, and so on. Exactly, yeah. It's just to, it's to give visibility to fem female musicians because a lot of what I was reading was, well, you know, we would book more women, but we've asked them all. <laughs> <laughs> They're not available that night. They're washing their hair or something, you know. I mean, ridiculous, ridiculous things. There's no, oh, there's not women who, you know, we don't know any women who play guitar, you know, and all of this. So I just thought, okay, so women are only a, a tiny fraction of the music industry, but there's still mm. thousands of them. So, yeah. so here they all are. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's a really great idea because it does sort of, uh, you know, debunk that, oh, we can't find any women. And I think a lot of it is just laziness, isn't it? It's not, I don't know, I mean, you, you might disagree, but I think sometimes it's not necessarily overt prejudice towards women. It's just, oh, we can't find any, it's, you know, we, we can't be bothered to look and all that. So let's just have this person again who's done the gig, you know, hundreds of times, what have you. So they, they're not really... And I think I think in a way it's not just helping. Um, it, it's sort of like giving them that resource so that they don't have to give you that lazy question. You know, oh well, we couldn't find any. Um, giving them that resource is is just like answers that question. Well, here you are. Here's a list of women who you could book. <laughs> and uh, you know, by the way, look down the list and you'll see that they're all fabulous sort of thing. So um, I think it's it, it's a really fantastic thing that you've done and. Um, as, I, mean, we, we, I was talking to um, Fiona earlier and we were just saying, you know, how it's never really happened before. It's one of those things that, you you know, maybe with it should have happened sooner. So well done to you for doing that, really. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. I think, I think what you touched on, Wendy, is really important, which is I don't think there is one reason why women aren't up there in the mix. And I think it's issued another report that looks at sort of 12 essential barriers that are, in, uh, that are there when women are attempting to, to launch their careers. And I think right. you could look at that again from a, you know, most of my career was in programming and producing and, and working on festivals. And I do understand the pressures um, that those festival programmers are under. And I think part of our role, sort of, certainly with the F list, is to make sure that gender balance is in the mix when they're making all those decisions um with a huge number of artists that they you know they want to program that yeah. they consider that gender balance to be something important enough to consider um so i think you know you're right that the database gives an answer to that question of i don't know any women or i don't know who to book or i needed a trombone player and i think just being able to cut that off you know mm. really quickly is, is partly why it's so important yeah absolutely and it's um yeah, I think a lot of people are surprised at, at uh, how few women are included in in um, festivals and so on. Yeah, they don't understand why there aren't more women in it, really. Um, so, yeah, it's a great resource. It's fantastic. So, Vic, was your res research supported? Was it supported by people in the industry? Or did you face any sort of obstructions or challenges or barriers to it? Well, there was a, I guess there was a financial barrier because no the, the answer is no I couldn't find anyone to support to support me doing the research I did try and tap into my uh industry contacts you know yeah. talk to various um various various companies who are you know who I know have got budgets for that for mm -hmm. that for, for research and and what have you but I couldn't find anyone to um you know, sponsor me or contribute financially and it took it took six months to do to do the 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 research and then so so not I didn't have any 
support while I was doing it, but I was determined to do it because I knew it would give us a really clear understanding of what the UK music industry is like yeah. for, for, for musicians. And it had been on my mind for years to do, to do this. So I just did it. Um, and when it was released, I got good support in the press. Um, again, you know, with my, with my contacts in the music industry press. So it did, it did go, you know, far, far across the music industry. Um, and I had, hundreds of women contacting me saying oh my god you know I knew I knew this was what it was like you know um yeah. it was a really good support from from female musicians women women in the industry from universities um you know very very supportive of, of the research but pretty much stone cold silence from the industry right okay um, I'm struggling to understand why that would be. I mean, I've always thought, and I, I mean, mistake, I don't know. I'm a bit of a, um, I was trying to think positive, let's put it that way. But I, I've always been very surprised at why, you know, why this is, you know, why is the reluctance to have more women doing these jobs, have more women being musicians and being instrumentalists? And uh, why do, every time, every time you switch the telly on, why is it? If you see a band, if you see a live band, the only women in it tend to be the singers, which is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that being a singer, but it's absolutely always that's the case. Um, and I've never understood why there would be any resistance to a woman being a, a musician, a, a, an instrumentalist, really. Um, I've never understood that. I don't know if that's something that uh, you've thought as well. Well, I, I don't I don't understand it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I know it's all seemed odd to me, but it's, it's one of those things that you, we don't talk, we, we didn't talk about. I don't know because I've been doing it for you know quite a few years now, and you just kind of got on with it, and you just got on with what, doing your job. And you know, as, as a pianist, I just carried on doing it and, and ignored the stupid comments that I might get uh, that might put some other people off that aren't stubborn like me. <laughs> and um, you know, and I also used to think, well, why would you think that? Why would you imagine that? I couldn't do your job as well as you sort of thing. I think that's exactly it though, Wendy. I mean, having sort of worked in the jazz, or the UK jazz scene for the last 20 years and therefore, mm -hmm. you know, been running this thread of gender balance to a greater or lesser extent and working with, you know, some people who are very keen to address it, um, others who are less keen um, and coming across some of the issues, you know, that, that Vic cites as to why it isn't more balanced. But, you know, some of some of the, the issues within jazz are issues that are seen across the music business. Some of them are issues that are seen right across society. And, yeah. and therefore, as you start to unpick what support is needed to, to change that balance, you're also then talking about the challenge of change generally and how people feel about change and the emotion involved and the fear involved and you know some quite quite heavy issues that go for the feel like they go a long way beyond why are there not more female jazz drummers um mm. and and i think when you start to unpick you know the, the vic talks about the kind of motherhood penalty but that general kind of caring responsibility that it's you know society depends so much more on women to care whether it's for children or elder people or relatives more generally that's going to have an impact on how many jazz drummers there are so i mm. think you know there are there are some things that 
we as a scene can do within jazz to to maybe address some of the kind of very blatant sexism or harassment that so many musicians have come across mm. i think there are then there's a sort of layer of um you know whether it's unconscious bias or a much a much subtler kind of societal approach to gender and i think that's that's certainly why I find the F list so so fascinating is that what what Vic's managed to create is something that is about looking at both the very obvious and the much more subtle and trying to draw jazz in alongside classical music and pop music so that actually the board she's created have got skills in all those areas and we can almost cross pollinate good ideas that are happening over there in in folk can then be translated yeah. across into into other genres and I think you know we jazz has some quite specific issues you know that the, the very large voluntary um promoter scene is not something that's replicated in in other industries or in other genres so much and then that's when you start to look at a lot of that scene being older and probably retired and therefore that's when some of the women caring comes into it to, to a frame because it's it's harder to be a female voluntary promoter because there are different pressures on your on your time and yeah. so i think you know it, it's there are some issues that do range right across music there's some that are very that are more jazz specific still not enough female jazz drummers is the end result no not really no <laughs> not at all no it, not, yet. It's, not yet no but i mean you know i'm sure that well i hope I certainly hope that I will change. I, I really think it's changing. I mean, certainly, you know, I'd say that the conversations that are taking place now weren't happening five years ago. And there's there's organisations like Blow the Fuse or, you know, Tomorrow's Warriors who've who've really worked doggedly when looking at gender balance wasn't a, the kind of cool issue that it is sometimes referred to as today. And they've mm. kept going. And that's been so important to, to the generations of female musicians growing up under it. But I think now... You know, Vic and I were, were messaging today about, you know, creating a jazz Spotify list and you can reasonably easily generate, you know, lists of female musicians now who, who've got a level of public profile and are known nationally and internationally and are getting awards just like that. You know, there, there's yeah. so many of them now. And I think that, you know, things are changing and I think it's just keeping that momentum going and making sure that the spotlight stays stays on this issue rather than necessarily moving to other places yeah absolutely yeah, i completely agree with that and i mean i think one of the problems has been uh people like me really and not talking about it because uh you don't you know you just get on with it and you get on the bandstand and you do your job and uh you know don't don't oh you don't want to talk about that because it's all it's boring you know just get on with it but i think we do need to talk about it you know it's, it's uh, I mean, I, I, it, no, I just think it, it's hard as well, and I don't think we should underestimate how hard how hard it is, and and how many stories there are of people who feel like when they have raised it, people are like, oh god, you know, I'm, I don't really want them around banging on about that again. Yeah, you know, that, absolutely. And that's coming from 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 women and from men. You know, where, mm. where you know if you're raising something that makes people feel uncomfortable, that's not going to necessarily make you popular. So I think that's that's been a challenge as well. Well, this is it. I was involved in a, a discussion about women in jazz recently with um, an organisation called the Jazz Fix, and and that they basically do a lot of um, education, and a lot of them are sort of retired people and so on. Um, and one of the overriding sentiment from all the people there, and there were mostly men, and there were mostly retired men, was that they didn't, they had no idea that this was going on. They had no idea that women were being treated like that. They were shocked. And horrified, honestly. 
And I just thought, well, it's just because we've not talked about it, you know. And they were really, oh, I'm really sorry that you've had to put up with this all this time. And I thought, well, you know, we should have talked about it. It's, it's not that they're sexist or that they're, you know, they've got um, prejudices. It's just that they couldn't imagine that anybody would treat us like that. But I do also think that one of, one of the problems there is that when you don't have equal voices around the table, then you don't hear that point of view expressed. You know, there yeah. is no way that the that, that if you had an equal number of male and female promoters in that room, that that issue wouldn't have been acknowledged and recognised. Mm. And I think, you know, that, that goes for any kind of minority group. You know, if, if their voices aren't heard and they're not there in the room to, to, to have their experience acknowledged, then you know it, it's too easy for people to say oh I just didn't know and you know that's mm. awful for you and and it's like yeah it's a bit more than that actually it's you know there, there's there's generations of incredibly talented artists who mm. haven't had the opportunity to build their careers because it's such a shame that it's been like this you know it's, yeah yeah it's, it's you know it, it, in some ways I'm glad that they're horrified but I <laughs> also wish that if it, they, you know, they, they maybe had stopped to think about this a little earlier and almost just looked yeah. at each other and gone, hang on a second, isn't it strange that we all appear to be the same? Uh, I, don't, I don't understand, uh, you know, why. Again, um, this same organisation was saying that um, that had com complaints at a particular festival that there were too many women on the bill and it turned out that there were about 30% of women um, and yet people were complaining that there were too many women on it. And I just, well, to me, I just thought, well, that sounds like a minority to me. You know, that sounds like, you know, somebody who's just got a little bit of a problem. Um, but then I thought, well, maybe it isn't, you know. And uh, but there's still this perception that there's too many women on the bill, even though there's only 30% of the people on that bill were women. I think it's also um, partly unpicking kind of where that complaint's coming from, because obviously there become when you try to kind of rebalance things, groups of individuals who feel like they've been in the majority feel threatened and feel like their opportunities might be at risk. Mm -hmm. And therefore the great meritocracy starts to get mentioned. And I think there becomes a fear that somehow there's there's some kind of compromise is happening in order to allow this to take place. Yeah, there's, I think there's a lot of reasons behind that seemingly obvious. I mean, not sure people necessarily have a problem per se with the gender, but it's what mm. it represents for them in terms of who else isn't there or and why they're not there. Yeah, a change, something different to normal or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. as a result, yeah. yeah. For anybody who's listening who doesn't know what the F-list is, would you mind just telling us exactly what it is, what it represents? Well, it's a it's a directory um, of now five thousand one hundred listings, which um, are mainly female musicians, but also um, uh, bands with uh, or groups with women in them, mm -hmm. and um, and a, and a few sort of record labels and uh, management companies that represent female musicians as well. So there has to be that that link there. Okay. Um, and they they are musicians in in all genres. Um, I think I think there's about um, maybe twenty five or thirty different music genres um, uh, that that you, the musicians can choose from now. So over three hundred jazz jazz musicians. 
um, and different. You can also search by um, uh, location in the UK and also by specialization. So are you a session musician or you were instrumentalist or you were songwriter and so on so it's you know it's, it's quite um it's got quite a lot of rich information and every day every single day women are signing up and creating listings and uh, and adding adding to to the the directory so yeah it's sort of growing um and becoming you know becoming more 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 every day of a useful resource brilliant that sounds fantastic it's such a an achievement. I mean, and I remember emailing you a while ago and asking to be added to the list as well. After I found out about it and thought, "Wow, this is amazing." So uh, yeah, it's um, hopefully you know we'll 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 all obviously it's gaining momentum and more people are knowing about it. But so hopefully this will help as well um, to to sort of get it even further known, well known. Exactly. All of the all of the. Uh, female musicians who are listening to your podcast they can go they can go onto the fsmusic.uk website and create create their own listing right that's great i was going to ask you where you know where where it is and how people can add themselves to the list so that's fantastic thank you um, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about that we'll mention that again at the end of the podcast shall we just so that people can uh, get that link um right and so on as an added incentive for people, I think some of the sort of projects that we're starting to roll out now um, that are addressing some of the issues that women have mentioned to us. So there's a whole string of kind of workshops and seminars that we're we're rolling out now that that musicians can sign up and then have access to. So great, be a good so, incentive. Absolutely. Are they in the same place as the the FS stories? Oh, yeah. Well, we can talk about that at the end, and we'll just mention the uh, the links where everybody can access all that information you've got an incredible board of directors and you know everyone a role model how did you form the partnerships with with each other and, and put the team together well i knew i knew last summer well in fact last spring i in lockdown i lost all my work and i thought oh goodness <laughs> yeah i in within within three within three days it gone i was doing a tour um um presenting presenting my research, my research and it all disappeared and i thought what else can i do what can i do you know i've got to transition online obviously i know i'll rebuild the f list into a proper website because it was still just a google sheet I'll, you know I'll, I'll, I'll create a new website and it's got to be more than that you know, it can't just be a list. I, I know I'll create a not-for-profit organisation as well. So I put out a, um, a tweet, said, I'm thinking about forming a social enterprise for women in music. Is anyone interested? And off that one tweet, I didn't even retweet it, I had 120 people contact me. Wow. Saying, how can I get involved? That's fantastic. <laughs> blown away. Actually, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to. Yeah. I want to something here. And um, Amy, do you want to 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 say how I get, how did I get in touch with you? Um, <laughs> recommendation. Um, credit credit to to Kim Makari here. So she she said, oh, there's this great thing happening. Um, that that Vic's and I I knew of Vic um, from her from one of her previous roles, so was was keen to kind of jump on board and uh, yeah I think I think there was just that sense of an opportunity to work outside jazz but in the interest of jazz, mm. 
And that, you know, I was saying earlier, I think that's one of the strengths of the board. I mean, it's it's stunning how with a board of 14 people, it's the most disciplined, organised uh, you know bunch of people I've ever worked with you know the, the it's the, the meetings are run you know board meetings hour and a half no messing on time agenda <laughs> minuted perfect everybody very respectful keeps comments really focused only says something if it's absolutely amazing because you know respects everybody else I mean it's it's probably the most positive working environment I've ever been part of and uh, I think that is you know, it's exciting for all of us that are part of it. It feels like if you've got that at the heart of the organisation, then you can address, you know, any and all of the challenges <laughs> that, uh, yeah. that that comes about. And, and and it feels, you know, it does feel, in some ways it feels like early days because there are so many things that we all want to do. But in other ways, it feels like it's a group that could have been working together for a long time and so much has happened already. Um, it's It's super exciting. I hope Vic feels very proud of it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah it is. It's totally, it's totally satisfying. You know, I say to I say to my partner every time we have a meeting or an event or something, I'm like, oh my gosh, these women are amazing. <laughs> you know, so how yeah, how how quickly everybody everybody has bonded. You know, we've never been in the same room. Some of us have. You know, I've never met Amy in in in, in real life, but everybody, you know, really seems to be behind the vision. Um, and and everybody's contributing yeah. something from their you know from their own specialisation. So we've got you know women who are representing classical music or pop, R and B, dance music. Uh, uh, you know, Amy with jazz. So you know, I really um, I really wanted that cross genre. So that you, you know, women across the music genres could could help each other. And I think also um, different roles within the business as well. It's been really fascinating. You know, there's there's academics working within the university sector. There are practicing artists. There are promoters. There are you know women who are working in other kind of promoting female roles in fundraising. That in itself has been really insightful as well. And I guess also a, a, a bit of an age range. You know, we we do. You know, we, we go from the young and youthful to the those of us that are more haggard and experienced. <laughs> go with experience. <laughs> yeah. It sounds fantastic. It's making me very sort of like, you know, not not jealous, envious about being involved in something like that because I've never really been in a, a meeting where everybody's focused and somebody doesn't try to sort of... <laughs> because we were jabbed, Wendy. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think that might be interesting to people is as well as that core board, um, Vic's put together a kind of team of social media ambassadors as well. So that's sort of a, a different way of people being able to get involved and, and champion, you know, the F-list and, and the vision that it has, but maybe without so much of the time commitment that being on the board involved. So if people yeah. are interested, social media ambassadoring is a good way to <laughs> engage and must be. Fantastic. No, no, I know what you mean. That's, that's brilliant. Lovely. No, that's really inspiring. I mean, I must admit, I'm just, uh, I'd love to be in a meeting like that where everybody's focused on on doing the right thing for, um, you know, that group of people. And like you say, it's 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 across the board music. It's not just about jazz. I mean, I, I feel as though I'm always banging on about jazz, but it's not just jazz. It's it's all all different genres, isn't it? And uh, it's so, yeah. it was reassuring to discover that it wasn't just jazz. Yeah. Obviously, you know, there have been a bunch of us who've talked a lot about what to do within jazz. And mm. and I think it's really important that we don't 
stay in a silo. And I think that is one of the, the issues jazz has had is that maybe we haven't necessarily reached out to, to other genres or, or even other art forms or even, you know, other areas of, of the world, you know, software engineering or, or you know, electronics where yeah. they're, they're facing some of the similar challenges in terms of female representation and actually looking at, at what how they're addressing it. Um, so it's that's felt that's just felt kind of fresh as well you know the, the otherwise you sometimes in jazz I do feel like I've had the same conversation with the same person <laughs> yeah year for 20 years and and you, you know you're kind of done after that aren't you I mean there's, there's just no more to say no you just have to get on with it but but yeah it's great to look at other like you say looking at other industries and you know other spheres and how they're dealing with it I mean uh, my background's in mechanical engineering, would you believe? And um, I remember in 1984, a bus came into town. It said, women in science and engineering. And now I, I was sort of pushed onto this bus. <laughs> you know, and I just thought, well, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to be, you know, everything, the whole world's going to be like run by women engineers. And yet it's still the same. So, I mean, I think it's it's kind of, um, it's quite telling to look at, look at those industries and, and see there are lots of parallels between for me, engineering, particularly mechanical engineering and jazz. There's a phrase I never thought I'd hear. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm representing women in jazz media. Our focus is obviously jazz, but uh, we're all obviously one in the same industry. But uh, talking about um, the domination of, of white men in the industry, in the jazz industry in particular, and, and female instrumentalists, how... Uh, have they been given the same amount of support and promotion as male instrumentalists? And if not, is that changing? I, I mean, I, th I think it's complicated. I think I've, I find it hard to believe that there wouldn't be a more equal gender balance if the opportunities were the same, because I, mm. I don't believe that somebody's gender is what defines them being an interesting jazz musician so so that in itself seems to suggest that there are some barriers for female instrumentalists at some point in their career mm. i think like we were talking about earlier some, some of those things are within within the music business and i think it's really important that if the, if the female artists are going to get those opportunities we need fe female festival directors and female broadcasters and female teachers at universities um i think it has to be everywhere i don't think you can place the responsibility on any one sector because i think it's too easy for promoters to say oh well you know if there were if there were more you know women releasing albums with the record companies then we'd have more artists we could program or if there were more female artists leaving university then we could um you know program more artists and the universities feel well if we had more female artists applying who are at the right level then we'd have we'd have more opportunities so it needs to be the schools so i think it's too easy for everybody to feel that somebody else needs to take responsibility and it's mm. absolutely essential that that everybody takes this as their own issue and looks at what they can do to change things um that that i think is really important i think it's really important that that men um feel that this is their issue as well it, this is not a women's issue this is a society issue and mm. as the people who've held a lot of the cards and a lot of the influence for many years they are in a really great position to be able to to change things mm. um i think it i think it's about time i think it's this isn't just something that's going to get fixed in in the next year and then we can all move on and fix the next thing i think it's 
it, it will take a long time to actually change the status quo. Um, I think I think a lot of things, as you can see. Um, <laughs> I think I think I mean I'm, I think the aim is I don't want to feel excited when I see female instrumentalists on the stage. I don't want mm. to sit and watch an all-female band and wonder whether it's a social construction as opposed to a bunch of musicians who've decided they want to play yeah. together. Um, I'm not against that happening as a way of changing things. You know, like key change, it's not it's not a it was never designed to be a perfect way of solving the gender balance. It's one tool to be used by people who feel it's useful to them. Um, it's not going to, to change things on its own. Um, again, I think there's, there's people doing really interesting work kind of rewriting history and, you know, actually putting some spotlight on female instrumentalists who've been incredibly successful in their own time, yet don't have the resonance, you know, decades later that, that some of their male, you know, compatriots have. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of work around meritocracy still, and I think that's the biggest challenge. I think that a lot of people still feel, if, you know, if the women were good enough, we'd totally give them a gig. And that's the one that comes up most often. That that one comes up from from promoters, from festival directors, from artists. And I think there's that that's a that's the one that we need to challenge and call out, which is, you know, who sets this arbitrary standard of what this is it, isn't it? It's like yeah. the, the ultimate arrogance, like who says that they are the ones who can decide who's good and who's bad. Yeah. And you know, what what are they basing that on? And and I think quite a lot of the time. They are basing it on the media. They're basing it on journalism, and they'll pick people who've been written about in you know in a glowing way. So it's it's partly the magazines and you know the websites and all the rest of it. So they will pick people based on that. So those journalists are writing about men. They'll go to because the, they don't really. I mean, I don't know if I should say this, but I think a lot of them don't really know what's good and what's bad. So they'll just go to these other sources and say, oh, we'll, we'll pick them because they're obviously great. They've had a great write-up in X magazine. Um, and that's another problem, I think, that's 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 causing this sort of uh, non-choice of, of women. Really. Well, there's, a, there's, there's always, as a, as a, as a festival programmer, there's always way more artists that you want to program than you have room for. Mm -hmm. And obviously, if there are artists that you feel like you've got a long relationship with and, you know, your audience has a long relationship with and you feel confident about, you know, the, the financial bottom line sometimes, you know, you understand who who this artist is and the audience they're going to reach. So you feel confident there's no, there's less risk involved. I think there's, you know, artists that you feel like you want to build a relationship or that you want to give an opportunity to. And there's ones that you know, you know, that, that classic of you book a, an art, you know, an all male quartet and, you know, it's the sax player's band, but you have a great chat with a bass player at the gig and, you know, then you invite him and his band and they happen to be all guys, but that's okay because you're going to have a great chat with the drummer and he's going to bring his band. And it is that, you know, it, it, it isn't that you've set out to programme three white male musicians. It's just yeah. that by the end of that very natural process, led by your enthusiasm and your respect for them as musicians and, and their music, that's what you've ended up with. And, mm -hmm. and it doesn't, and I think that's something else, you know, it's that culture. It's the, the same as the, you know, the hanging out at gigs and, you know, having the chats and, you know, that being, and, and obviously there are some women who've managed to thrive despite those conditions. And I think that can sometimes lead people to go, well, you know, look at, look at Nikki Yo, she's doing great, you know? So, so it is possible. And it's like, yeah, it, yeah. And that's great. And Nikki is phenomenal. 
But that doesn't mean that there aren't another nine female artists that possibly mm. could have been having a career as, you know, equally successful as Nikki. And it would be really interesting to talk to Nikki to feel, you know, to see how she feels, you know, what, what opportunities she feels that she could have had if she'd not been a woman. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, it's, it's not it's not straightforward. And, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it does sort of interest me as well who the ones who are supposed to you know, thrive despite... Um, you know, problems. I mean, they must have had the same problems as everybody, you know, of all women in jazz. They must have had the same issues. Nobody escapes it, do they? Um, and it's just maybe how they've dealt with it, really, I suppose. But uh, anyway, that's that's really interesting. But what can we do as women in jazz media, uh, working with other, other organisations and the general public and musicians and publications, what can we do to support your work and help make the change? Well, for me, for, from my point of view, it is uh, doing things like this, <laughs> podcasts, <laughs> you know, so articles, links, recommendations, you know, letting letting your network know know about the existence of the of the directory, and not just to have um, musicians sign up to it, but to, for for any uh, uh, promoters, event promoters in your network to use it. Uh, as a as a resource as, as well because that's you know obviously that's the that's the ultimate aim of the directory is so that commissioners bookers um festival promoters other other musicians who want to who want to um book and play with other other musicians they can use it mm -hmm. to give to give female musicians professional opportunities that's 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 really the the ultimate aim yeah. so please please do recommend recommend <laughs> recommend to your network we will we certainly will i mean we've, we've, we've been doing some of it all already with obviously with social media and we're all we've all been tweeting and retweeting and so on and uh, we have a WhatsApp group that we all share things in, and so on already. So um, it's good to hear that we've we've been making a start anyway in helping you. Um, so I mean, just if you could just give me the link again, if you don't mind, Vic and and and, and Amy, there's another one as well, isn't there? So the link for the F list. It's the it's the it's the F list music dot uk. Right. The F list okay. music dot dot uk. Yeah, and uh, in fact, if I if I just put it um, put it in the chat as well, so you've got you've got it yeah, right. And uh, yeah, yeah I mean, and just to say, you know, I mean, there's over already there's over three hundred jazz musicians who are who are listed. I've just done a search for jazz instrumentalists. There's over forty, mm. um, and there's a, a you know quite a number of jazz la jazz labels as well who've got who've got women on their on their rosters so you know that can only um expand and grow and become you know more of a more of a substantial resource as time as time goes on so when i think about how much it's developed in the past 12 months you know where will it where will it be in the next in the next 12 months i think it's going to be yeah it's going to be really exciting yeah me too i think i think we should all be on it and uh, you know and and uh, you know totally encompassing everybody who's who, and that that will give it its own sort of um message about you know if you're a woman and you're working in music you need to be on the f list basically and also you know for and for no yeah i don't want to read another newspaper interview of any you know of any event promoter saying we asked all the women <laughs> 
you know, oh, we couldn't find them. Uh, uh, you know, I want to, uh, you know, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to be reading that anymore. No, no, neither do I. Um, I don't want to be hearing, well, um, we'll give you a gig, we'll get the funding for the for the female groups at this festival. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> what I want to hear is, yes, you can have a gig. <laughs> Not, yeah. oh, we've got to wait for the funding because it's a woman's band, so it's a bit special. So um, we've just got to wait for the funding to come through. I mean, women, women are not their own genre. I mean, that's, no, you know, no. that's the thing. I, I hear time and time again from female musicians who say, you know, well, I haven't haven't got a label. Um, it, you know, when I've approached when I've approached labels, they've said, oh, we've already got a woman on the roster, you know, Um and 30, 30 male acts, but you know, yeah. that one woman is 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 enough. Mm. And and also the same for, for for events and um festival stage lineups as well. I've heard that on oh, no, 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 we've already got a woman on the lineup. You know, so that that's sort of nonsense to start to stuff, doesn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like saying, Oh, well, we've already got a sax player, we've already got a male sax player, so we don't want another one. <laughs> I mean it just doesn't doesn't make exactly. sense, does it? When you flip it, it does sound it does sound ridiculous. Yeah, and it, it does. You know, and you're sort of talking talking about the women the women who have made a success of it. You know, I mean, I think these are exceptional w- women who who you know through sheer incredible talent, um, far more talented, uh, I would say, than a lot of the male counterparts. Uh, you know, and also it's very it's very intersectional as well. So there's a lot of you know a lot of class uh, privileges and uh, and so on going going on as well through through music. You know what what sort of what sort of women succeed and what you know what are the resources that they have around them that enable them to to succeed. So I think it's 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 very complicated, but you know, women in music need need a lot of support, and we definitely all need to be helping each other yeah. uh, it, it, as well. Which is why I'm really you know delighted to have support from from women in jazz media. Yeah, well, I'm personally committed to to doing as much as I possibly can, really, um, so that the younger women don't have to put up with what I've had to put up with. Um, so. Amy, what about you? You mentioned a link earlier, didn't you, about... Um... More, more just another incentive for... for um, I mean, I think following the, the social media accounts as well is a good way for people to, to engage. But no, get to, to musicians listening, get on the database and then mm. you'll find the sort of full range of things that the F-List is up to and that you can get involved in or learn from or partake in. And... Well, that's fantastic. Thank you both very much. Thank you, Amy Pierce, And thank you, Vic Bain. Um, originator of the F-List, and uh, I'm Wendy Kirkland from Women in Jazz Media, so thank you both very much for talking to us, and uh, onwards and upwards. Thank you. Thank you. Check us out every month for a new episode of In Conversations With, and we'll see you next time.